Real people. Real opinions. Real Talk Radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Ireland's classic hits. When it comes to the cost of living and the energy crisis, it's almost like we just accepted it. And, and it affects everything, the cost of everything. It's like somebody a year ago went and said to everybody, I'm going to take 30% of your wages every week. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's terrible, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, you be glad. You'll get used to it after a while. Don't worry about it. you get used to living on less money. You'll get used to it. And that's exactly what has happened. Because anybody who has paid a visit to a forecourt in recent weeks, and you might have noticed it because you kind of got used to it. See... I mentioned this to somebody a while ago. I went into one of my favourite forecourts. When I say one of my favourite forecourts, it's the cheapest, right? Which is, is an East Wall. I don't think it's the cheapest now. But at about six weeks ago there, I filled my car up and it was 179 diesel, right? And I went, woohoo, 179. Yeah, I got my car filled for less than 100 quid. And I was kind of smiling and happy. But I shouldn't have been because I've just been gaslighted by the government essentially because I shouldn't be paying 179. I'm still being ripped off. I'm just being ripped off a little bit less. But now, I'm filling my car up yesterday and I only noticed, I went back to the garage, I only noticed it's back up again. It was like 194. And then I went online and noticed nearly everywhere is over 2 euro. And I'm going, that snuck up very quickly. So I went and I checked the price of crude oil, thinking, well, maybe the price of crude oil has gone up again. But it hasn't. Brent crude oil is down. It's lower than it was back in 2010, 2008. It's lower. So, And then you see the profits being made by Shell and BP are astronomical. They're declaring higher profits than they did in the first half of last year and the year before off the backs of people. And yet the government don't seem to be doing nothing about it. And why? It's very obvious. Because that 200 quid you got yesterday, that'll be paid for in a week out of the four courts in VAT and taxes by the government excise duty. Even though they reduced the excise duty a little bit, that's a bit of gaslighting as well. So essentially the government are making money out of it. And you're all miserable. So... Anybody who has paid a visit to a forecourt recently will have noticed the fuel prices are going up again. According to AAR, the dealers is now on an average two euro two cent a litre. That's up thirty percent on the same month last year. Thirty percent, and it's the second highest monthly average price on record. While petrol, on average, now is one eighty four a litre. Gobby with the days when diesel used to be cheaper than petrol, when the Green Party were telling us all to buy diesel cars anyway. Although Ireland is no longer using diesel that is coming from Russia, according to Fuels for Ireland, around thirty percent of the Europe's diesel still comes from there. But the EU has adopted a sanctions plan that will see seaborne imports of Russian crude oil end by the 5th of December this year and an end to petroleum products imported by the 5th of February next year. So the impact of that, of course, is that the prices are going to go up again on the 5th of December. Wait and see what happens. Added to that is the disruption caused by the strikes at French refineries and the exchange rate where the dollar has been gaining value against the euro as fears grow about the economic outlook of Europe. All of this can sound far away or even irrelevant to our daily lives, but the fact is it affects all of our lives every single day. Everything you buy has got to get here by a truck, by a boat, by a plane. You buy things from shops where most of the staff get to work by car. Every business is impacted by the cost of fuel. Everything you look around at, everything you're wearing, everything you're eating ends up on a truck at some point. And of course, most of us have cars that need filling up. So that is money out of our pockets too, as well as the rising costs. And what are the government doing about it? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And this is a political crisis. Don't be fooled. There is no shortage of oil. There's shortage of refineries because of Green Party policies all over the world. You can go out into the middle of the desert with a bucket and spade and find oil in Iraq or places like that. 
So what are we going to do about it? Joining me on the line is Eugene Drennan. By the way, I want to get your experience. I want you to text 087-188-0008. How has the price of fuel affected you? Have you not been able to go to work? Some people said they can't go to work because they can't afford to go to work because they can't fill their cars up. How is it affecting you right now? Let me know what you think. 087-188-0008 is the WhatsApp or text number. Eugene Drennan, who's the president of the Irish Road Haulage Association, uh, joins me, or Road Hauliers Association, I say, joins me on the line. Eugene, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Niall. Fine now since we had an old joust. Ah. Nice to talk to you. <laughs> I think we had a good old Barney the last time, didn't we? Sure, we it's, had. It's all, it's all <laughs> part of the fun, isn't it, I suppose? That's right. Eugene, That's right. I mean, from, for your workers and your members, more than most of us, this has a massive effect on the cost of getting the goods from A to B. Yeah. So, I mean, what what are you guys, I suppose, we're looking to you to represent us as well as the, the average road user because it's more important to you guys. So what are we doing about it or what can be done about it? Yes, you summed it up very well, Niall. You hit all the nails on the head. And when they cut down the refineries some time ago and allowed them to be shut off, it was a major, major fault, you know, big problem. And, you know, it goes as high as to the economic forum of the magic 14 countries, whoever meets every so often, Japan, China, India, America, all those. The World Economic Forum, yes. Yes, and, and, and to allow this to happen is crazy. And on those refineries, as you said, some crude aisles coming from different countries are not suitable to the refineries we have. They're, they're, they're the raw product of the food, as they call it, the raw product food of the refinery. <clears throat> It differs, and where it comes from, and the type of product, and how it can be refined. So as well as having less refineries, we also have the added logistics of what fits where, and where we can get the supply from, which brings back into what you've just explained, a curtailed marketplace, curtailed limit of refining, curtailed output. And that leads to the, t- the price gouging. And the profits, like even uh, President Biden referred to in speeches during last week, the profits have taken, and even our own minister, in fairness to him, Pascal Dunhu, at budget time, mentioned it, that the big profits they're taking out of energy cannot be kept up and cannot be sustained. But they've had, they've had their fair share now, and it is time, well due time. But they're, that that but, but they're making profits. Done. Eugene, you know, obviously the oil companies are making massive profits, right? Yes. Uh, but the government are making massive money out of this too. I mean, yes. they're, they're looking at us crying to them, saying, oh, it's not our fault. But I mean, yes. they're, they're, for every increase, they're getting more VAT. They're getting yes. more excise duty. They're getting more yes. green taxes because they're all taxable, right? So yeah. roughly, probably a little bit over half of it is the actual cost and the rest goes to the state. So yes. they, they could be doing more. Absolutely. And in fairness, now, let's, we'll keep it as balanced as we can now. They got us to a good place that they, they're in a position that we can sustain uh, through this, but they could be doing more. And we had a budget for, on our sector, we had a budget which was an energy budget, it was really focused on getting us through the worst of this winter with the effects of the war. It was focused on getting us through to February and a re-look at it again. The Tarnish diminished, uh, mentioned in the earlier part uh, of the year there in August that there was, you know, we had substantial reserves in the tank or we could borrow and they'd give so much out and leave some for the rainy day. Well, we in Haulage haven't felt the first tranche yet. Mm-hmm. We haven't got that support. And one big thing in this, Niall, um, if I may say from your, your introduction there, is, is the supply line. We are the supply line to Ireland. Ireland depends now on a lot bigger, wider variety of manufacturing, some very sophisticated manufacturing, a lot of high-tech stuff, 
pharma and medical mm-hmm. outside of our traditional farming-based goods. And because of the sector, we've grown into a full sector now and all the different variations of it. But to that supply line, it is so, so necessary that that's kept going for Ireland's supply line. Or these factories will disappear if we can't keep up the service line. They'll be gone. They won't see Ireland as a good investment. And that is, is immensely important for the future, as well as the necessity for us to survive in the immediate now. In relation to the 5th of December, uh, some people are calling it T-Day, yes. which is part of the final plans of the sanctions against Russia and the war in Ukraine. And the war in Ukraine is being used constantly all the time as the reason for everything. So I even went in to get some chicken nuggets in Burger King and they blame the war in Ukraine mm-hmm. and the price them going up, right? Mm-hmm. But it's been constant. Now, I'm not suggesting that it isn't a problem. Of course it is. It's compounded the issue that we already have. Yes. The 5th of December, of course, um, I think it's to do with the insurance for tankers and seaborne imports will be banned. So you'll be banned from getting, or for any companies who do insurance, will be banned from insuring these tankers or lorries or whatever way it happens to come out of the oil comes out of Russia. Um, this indeed is going to put the price up even more. But I personally, and I don't know, I want to hear your opinion on it, Eugene, believe this is a pointless, these are pointless sanctions because what's happening is Russia are selling, is selling the oil to Pakistan, to India, um, to China at discount rates. They're refining it and selling it back to Europe at premium rates. So in, other words, in other words, what we're essentially doing is just virtue signalling. I mean, is, am I getting that wrong or... Is that no, you're getting it very right. I spoke on this earlier on this year, came out very strong about it. It's nonsense unless the main uh, industrial countries that I named already, uh, that big forum of the very wealthy countries, agree in block not to take the oil. It's no point in us not to, and Europe being holier than thou and not taking in Russian oil. And though it can kind of curtail it and try and help Ukraine as best it can, but it's no point, no point in we being flat broke at the end of the war on our knees and everybody being on their knees for sanctimonious morals. Because unless China doesn't buy this aisle or India doesn't buy the aisle or, as you say, Pakistan or whichever countries, unless they don't buy it, we're only putting it off to buy it back through another route. Don't, More expensive. Don't, uh, I guarantee you some of that Russian oil will find its way to Irish tanks. Well, Britain are buying it. Cost. Britain are buying it from India and buying it from China. We are buying it from Britain. So it is, I mean, Russian oil is in the, our cars, in our heating systems, in our factories at the moment as we speak. So we're not stopping it from getting in. We're just, all we're doing is delaying it and curtailing it to a different route and paying an extra few quid for premium prices. So it, it doesn't really make a huge amount of sense. And the 5th of December is only going to make that problem even worse with suggestions that, that it may go up in price again by another 5 or 10%. And the game of international politics and international banking and economic politics that's being played with the war is massive, you know, beyond just the, the, uh, the outcome from the war and the trouble that war costs. This type of fallout and the big energy companies making so much money and no level playing pitch and the world going into recession and a multiplier of inflation is crazy. And that's where I was, we are as hauliers. We're and, the and, and for hauliers, sorry for it, but for, for hauliers as yes. well in relation, to, you mentioned a few things there, but um, Green Party policies on climate or climate policy, how is that affecting the cost for hauliers? Well, it's affecting us a lot because, of course, we have uh, the carbon tax every year so 100 euro a ton, which is actually that taxation is gathered is going to different green agendas and green whims. And, you know, it's starting to realise, uh, I look at it like when we were going to school for compulsory Irish, there was very zealous people about Irish. And if you weren't up to the standards, you couldn't get there. 
And when the Greens started on their agenda, they brought us along with them. It was very good. We did get a, a green mindset. We in the Hall sector have done tr- a huge amount of work to get as green neutral as we possibly can. We will never be green zero yeah. because of the fuel we use. But we're getting there. But now the added insistence of the immediacy of tomorrow, have it done by tomorrow, it won't do otherwise, is just too much and people are turning off it. Well, I mean, it, well, it wouldn't be bad if you had an alternative. I don't know whether there's electric um, or hydrogen um, no, trucks out there. It won't, it won't work, Nile, for, uh, for an island nation. The one that's missing out of all of this is that we are an island nation. And even though everybody in the country realises we are, very few have travelled by boat, you know, in, mm. in, the, in percentage-wise to the totality of the population. And, I, and very, very few politicians have. And the, oh, those modalities of electricity or gas will not be accepted in large numbers on the ferries. They're a bomb. You know, you'd have to have huge recharging pines for electric. Yep. You'd, you'd have, uh, you couldn't have the big numbers we need in hydrogen because we need between 80 and 150 trucks per shipping on the ferries. So they're a non-runner for an island nation. And we in that Roy Irish Road Halls Association went to Europe a month ago to form an alliance with, excuse me, with Cyprus and Malta to bring an Irish nation status to us, that we need that extra dimension of leeway to work because we need this modality until something better is there at some part of a pragmatic price. Right, okay. uh, but for now, it's not possible. Final, not final question, there. Eugene. Okay, as president of the Irish Water Holders Association, this is where we fell out the last time. Um, <laughs> no, we never fell out. We just agreed to differ. <laughs> In relation, there was a group at the time, a fringe group, who had obviously yes. you know set up a protest. It wasn't a hugely success, successful one. They they blocked the bridge here, the at uh, yes. at the point depot here for a while, and then then they they moved on peacefully. In the end. Um, yes. But I mean, is it not time? Have we lost the ability in Ireland as organisations or as people to stand up? I'm not saying, you know, I, I'm not suggesting that people go out and wreck the place or do anything that's not peaceful. But but have we lost the ability to stand up and show that we're not happy? Well, we've lost some of that ability. But as well as that, governments are very good at um, taking note of, no, no notice. I didn't, and the Irish Road Holders Association didn't advocate for a strike the last time, because we've seen many, many groups go to Dublin, go to Kildare Street, be there for a day, and go home. And nothing happens. And we went into negotiation, we got a, a little bit of a fund at the start of the year, we were looking for that again. And the other uh, other side of it is, Niall, you're talking about the Greens there a minute ago, Christmas is coming. I would not advocate any sort of process like that before Christmas. It's too crucial a time for all concerned. Mm. And we just saw what the Greens did with the um, pageant and the crib, the live crib in Dublin last week. It was outrageous, politically terrible, on a practical level, on a human level for, for, for kids that won't have this in Dublin. Yeah. And it's been a tradition. It's outrageous. It's awful. All right, okay. Should people be concerned, by the way, coming up to Christmas time, and I don't want to go too much deeply into a daytime radio, but in relation to ordering toys or ordering well, goods, or do you think they'll be all on the shelves? It, be looking at it rather than be looking for it. For, for it. But however, just to alleviate some of the problems, the, the roots of getting goods from the Far East, as you know, and different places that things have to come from, have improved a little bit this year. However, we've got into storms, as you can see today, all the ferries um, were cancelled at Rosslair, and we're going out of Dublin and trying to keep this supply line going. So as people think of haulage people and the haulage sector, can you imagine a man on a crane in a wood today trying to get timber to keep houses going, or 
all the people that are on ferries in this rough seas to keep this supply chain going. But for the time of year and the seasonality that you asked me, it's reasonably, it's better this year than it was last year in the COVID times. Okay. We should be okay, but have it, be looking at it rather than looking for, for it. Okay. Listen, thank you very much, Nathan. I appreciate you coming thank on. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Eugene Drennan, President of the Irish Road, Road, Road Hauliers Association. Let me go to Fran. Fran, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids Radio. How are you doing, Fran? Hi, Niall. I'm good, thank you. Good. And you? Uh, well, I, I was good until yesterday, and I'll be honest with you, it actually put me in bad humour when I seen the price going over the two euro again at the four courts. Absolutely. <laughs> it's crazy. Hmm. I, I, all I can say to you is that I live a good way from the shops and town, and so I go once a week and I do my weekly shop. I come back with dog food, horse food, everything. Yeah. And everything that I've forgotten doesn't get got till the following week because gone are the days when you just jump in and the get car back out again, and, yeah. And and run down. Exactly. And the same with regard to my work. Um I'm travelling round and I I am a chiropractor and um for horses and people but I uh, like have an area for a certain day and if somebody rings me um, and says, look, I've got a horse I want you to see. And I was in that area two days ago. I said, well, I'm really sorry. Unless you bring the horse to me, I can't afford to travel. And what I'd have to charge you to travel to you, it, it, you know, it wouldn't be worth me a while. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, and I'm not the only person living like that. I mean, mm. people say somebody, my neighbor, for instance, she has... Um, three boys who are all into sport and matches and training and so on. And it's like instead of taking them, because they're different ages and so on, instead of taking them individually, they're going and they're having to wait for the other one. And, and you know, so that the travel out is only once, not three times. And people, okay, that's a small sacrifice, Um but but the the whole the whole thing of it there t- it, there was a councillor on the radio yesterday and he was saying that people have um, um, sort of gone into themselves a bit from COVID and mental health problems yeah yeah, yeah. exactly but people aren't going anywhere and things like we went to an Irish night last night and there was only you know, 25, 30 people at it. And because it's a consideration it. for people to drive anywhere. Yeah, exactly. I mean, okay, I, I, I have obviously a unique situation where I drive up and down to Northern Ireland quite a lot. And so I spend roughly, and by the way, my car is reasonably economical. It does about 50 miles to the gallon. Yeah. Um, or miles, guy with thinking miles. That's probably about, what, 70 kilometres to a gallon. And um, I'm still spending 650 on diesel a month. Yeah, well, when I did my... Thanks very much. Um, when I did my accounts last month, I couldn't believe the price, and that and that was just the diesel. Yeah. That was nothing to do with with electricity or anything else. I've actually got foreign students living with me at the moment for the school year, and um, they're Italian and German. And so far, we haven't had any real cold. But my Italian lady, she's from southern Italy, and um, she finds it very cold here because their winters never get below 15. I mean, everybody got 200 quid off their ESP bills or their electric bills, as we used to call them, the ESP bills. Their electric bills yesterday, right? 
I mean, that doesn't serve people who use oil heating, for example. What no, are they? Well, what are they going to get? I mean, they're paying three times the price for the oil that they paid last that, year. That's that's me. I'm oil. I have a Rayburn. I have it. It's on all the time in the kitchen because it's drying clothes as well that come Must in. Must be costing I, you a fortune to keep it on. Um, well, it's only on very low, mm. but the heating is turned right down, and I just put the heating on for an hour before. The, the girls go to bed and it's not coming on in the morning. Now I have two I have two wood burning stoves and I'm burning turf and I shall continue to burn turf. Good for you. And um, I'm burning wood. I and where are you where are you going to buy the turf? Food. By the way, you'll have to buy it illegally now unless you have your own bank of turf out the back, which I doubt you have. Um, we are actually allowed to dig turf on the mountain through Turbury Wright. Oh, okay. It's, it, it's blanket bog turf. It's very poor turf. But I have a wonderful friend who, who in inverted commas, gives me a trailer of turf from Offaly, and I'm not going to mention anybody's names, but my friends. For fear of two years in jail. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you what, that'll be the show of the century when they actually tried to put somebody in jail for burning turf. Yeah. (laughs) But look, Uh, Fran, I'm really sorry. By the way, it's an interesting practice that you're involved in, by the way. I didn't realise horses got bad backs, but there you go, but they clearly do. Competition well, horses. Yeah, I, I would imagine so. I could just imagine the horse getting up in the morning going, oh, my back's killing me. Oh, <laughs> I'm not jumping over any jumps today. <laughs> Fran, listen, the best of luck to you and I hope things work out for you. And it is shocking. James, you're on Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. How are you doing, James? Hi, Niall. Uh, well, you guys are affected quite badly as, as taxi drivers because now, unless you have an electric vehicle, uh, you're going to be filling up every day. Well, um, yeah, well, actually, just while you mentioned the electric vehicle, um, we did, um, one of the guys worked out, you had the smart meter, he has a Volkswagen ID4, and I think the range on them was about 350 kilometres. Now, when you're driving around all day, because you'd be running your fans and you have your phones charged... Yeah, they, well, in this weather, you'd have your wipers on and your, your yeah. heating on and all sorts of things, yeah. So, yeah, basically changing. For a taxi driver, he, he's charging it every day. So he worked it out, basically, it's costing €26 Euro a day to charge it. So that's what? roughly, yep, yeah, €26 Euros a day to charge it. That's what's costing him. That seems like so, an awful lot. I was of the opinion it was about six or seven to, for a full charge. That's what I initially thought. That's what I initially thought. But he said, no, it takes roughly between six to eight hours to fully charge her up. And he, that's what he's getting, his full charge. So it has to be charged every day. So it's roughly cost. That seems kind day. of pointless then, doesn't it? It's, it's actually more expensive than, than it cost me about. Like, And what I'm coming to is I filled up my car at the same garage you spoke of. And um, it cost me roughly about 120 and the other day, when I went to fill, actually fill her up this morning, it cost me 127. So you know, it's 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 constantly going up every week for us. Now we recently got a fare increase, and that has pretty much been wiped out already. Sorry, Jay. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I'm just saying. I lost we, everything. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying we recently got a fare increase, mm-hmm. and that has pretty much been wiped out already with the price of fuel back over two liters. So when, by the way, help me out here because I only noticed it yesterday that it had gone back up over the two euro. Um, yeah. You know, the last time I kind of took a little bit of notice of it, it was about one seventy nine, one eighty five, in and around that, which is still a rip off, by the way. But yeah. so when when did it start heading back up again? Because you're what you're looking at it every day. Well, I, we, I now most taxi drivers who drive diesel cars would watch fuel prices around the city, and you know we would talk to each other on various. Well, what's the best? The best uh, value at the moment? Who's it, which? Which garage is the best value at the moment? Um, one of the cheapest is actually, ironically, Circle K in Ballybuck, and I drove by yesterday, and it was one ninety three. 
now. That was yesterday. 194 yesterday in um, the one at East Wall there beside Lidl. Is that a Circle yeah. K? Yeah, Circle K. Yeah, oh, that, so it's, it's rough. It's roughly campus, about, yeah. The, uh, yeah. So that's, um, so that's you know, that's probably the cheapest Circle K around. Yeah. But, you know, the, now there are garages. There's one in Mount Brown and there's one in Balls Bridge that sell fuel. But, you know, I, myself, I, I generally prefer to buy fuel from proper garages because at least if you're going to try to build, if anything goes wrong yeah. on them. I'm looking at some of the text, by the way, coming in here and some of the WhatsApp messages. A lot of people are saying two euro, two euro four, two euro five. One place, two euro ten. Somebody... I didn't realise it was that high anywhere. It's so I've seen, we're back yeah, to where saw, we were. Yeah, I saw two euro twelve about a week ago in a circle K on the one, the old one on the old Ashbourne Road, just at where Ward's Cross is. Well, that, that's clearly that's kind of there's no reason for that. It's just yeah, I know, and, and like it's just you know the the government, you know, they're giving us back you know an extra two hundred euro in in. And fuel allowance, but you know they're kind of taking it back off us at the fuel pump. So you know, are they actually giving us money? Like for, you know, like for as I said, for us, like it's absolutely crippling taxi drivers. Like you yeah. know, the increase that we got in in September there has pretty much been wiped out. And your pre- one of your previous callers there it was from the Road Haulers Association. You know, they're eventually going to have to keep you know adding prices on to, to stuff. And also, you've also mentioned loads of times about the fact that they say inflation is running at ten percent. It's not. No, it's not. If you, you know, it's, I've never heard such nonsense about it. The average person at the moment is being hit. When you take fuel and goods and everything, and the cost of everything being increased, I mean, even my car insurance recently. They, I, I I'm not going to tell you a lie. I said to you, man, the quote was a hundred quid cheaper last year. Why is it a hundred quid cheaper this year when when the the claims have actually gone down according to the statistics from the state? And he said the war in Ukraine. I said, you're having a laugh, aren't you? I said, what's the war in Ukraine got to do with insurance companies? I, I went to buy the service kit for my... I know, I know. I went to buy the service kit for my car. My car is a Skoda. And I went to buy the service kit for it. And when I went in, it had gone up by €22. Euro. I asked him why it had gone up by €22. Euro, and he said to me, oh, well, that's down to the war in Ukraine. So I said to him, the parts are made in Seville in Spain. <laughs> and he said, no, it's been a long time since I went to school, but I don't think Spain is anywhere near you. And eventually then, I got them back to the original. He just, and he but now this is just a line that's been trotted out. The reason they're going up is because they can. Do you, because, yeah. do you know what I'm saying? In other words, because they know you're bloody going to pay it. Well, he just he kind of shrugged his shoulders. I mean, I just said, look, shrugging his shoulders at me is not the answer to, to my question. I said, why has it gone up by the bulk of 20 euro? I said, it's not even going anywhere, anywhere near. And, uh, but in the end, I end up getting it for the original price anyway. So I argued me, called me corner on it and I got it for the original price. Yeah, by but the way, yeah, just somebody mentioned 191 in the Circle K near McDonald's in Cabra, apparently. Yes. See, there, what's happening there is Niall. They're competing. There's um, one of the, I think it's called Go or something around the corner. Oh, okay. And they're competing with them. It's one of them garages that has no, nobody in there. And, and actually going and fuel up. And why don't you, James? You know, you're a clever guy. Why, why didn't you get an electric car when the... I mean, as a taxi driver, you're in a very lucky position. I was only talking about it the other day. It'd be worth actually getting a taxi license just to get the grant. Uh, you can get €20,000 grant. So why, well, why yeah, didn't you get there one? Is, well, there is conditions for it. What, um, what are I'll those conditions? All right, I'll explain to you very quickly. Um, if your car is uh, over six years old and or has 300,000 kilometres, you can apply for the grant. Right. So now the the thing about it is that the the, the main four choice of cars that our drivers are using is the ID four, the Skoda Enyaq, the the new MG five, and the Kia, Kia Nero. Oh, so now, you, you MG, can't pick your own electric car? 
Well, yeah, you know, you can pick your own. Yeah, like I just feel like a BMW i4 or something. <laughs> uh, no, no, it, it is actually. Um, there was one I was looking at, and then I was informed that um, it only re- goes up to a certain threshold. I think up to sixty thousand euros. So, right. if, very quickly, if you take the uh, the I, I just go with the ID4 because I did look at it. The ID4 is fifty-five thousand minus your grant brings it down to two thirty-five. So it's still pretty decent, you know, grant off it, but. As we walked out with the price of actually charging it now, it's actually costing I, I, more. I, I, I'm, I'm struggling with this, right? So uh, the the average house charger is what seven kilowatts. Uh, they're seven kilowatt chargers, and most mm. cars take roughly seven to nine hours. Well, the modern car, modern electric cars, to charge fully uh, on a, yeah. a home charger. And somebody told me before that that's normally about six to ten euros, somewhere in around depending on what rate you're on, right? Yeah. Um, even at today's standards. I, I didn't realise it was 26. Then again, I'm probably not taking into consideration, yeah, the cost of electricity has increased substantially, so that's probably the purpose of that, the reason for that. Well, when, when when this guy put it up on one of our WhatsApp groups, everybody kind of challenged him on it and said, no, something's something not right Could be right, right yeah. Yeah, it doesn't that's sound right. right. And so what he did was, he said, okay, so he went back to his electricity supplier and he came back and he said, no, it was basically working out a 26 euro day to charge his Volkswagen. And what he would basically do was, he would plug it in, but wouldn't switch on the charger until he was literally going to bed at like so there was nothing so there was nothing night. else on yeah yeah so literally we put it on and then when he got up whatever time he got up at six in the morning he'd, he'd it, go yeah. out and unplug it. he said he wouldn't even even when he got up in the morning he said um he'd go straight out to unplug it like he wouldn't kind of get out and have his breakfast and then unplug it he'd like literally oh yeah no look, look, look there's no doubt it's expensive because you plug in your car in for seven hours is like having seven electric kettles on permanently for seven hours in your house that's right. essentially what you're doing because it's seven kilowatts. That's yeah. the charges. So it is, yeah. I mean, it is expensive, but I didn't think it was that bloody expensive because that wouldn't be worth, everybody thinking that wouldn't be worth your while. Well, that, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's yeah. why I looked at it. So, uh, like, at the moment, my car is only five years old. I was thinking of changing it next year because I would have then been ab- 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 able to get the grant. But I'd probably just stick driving my diesel for another year or two and to see how it goes down. Yeah, because there are people texting in saying it couldn't be right. No, I Look, I understand this time last year, if we had this conversation, you would have said to me it was between 6 and 10 euro and that was yes. the kind of going rate for charging yeah. a car. Now, I do understand that electricity prices have gone up substantially. So, yeah. let's say even if it doubled, which it probably has, and I believe it's 36% probably, yeah. that would still only be 12 or 15. I find it hard to believe that it, would it, w- it wasn't zero. actually until like w- no d- exactly we we all challenged him on it. We said no, nah, mate, that's that's not right. There's no way it should be costing you max a tenner. And he's like, no, no, no. And he went off and he said, well, maybe I'm doing something wrong. And he went off and he got a smart beat and he came back and he showed us the breakdown. And the breakdown was actually really detailed the way it was done. It was showing how much electricity was done. And then what he did was he emailed them back. He explained to them. He said, look, this could not be right. And they come back and said, no, you're charging your car overnight. And this is... They get okay, well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do, James. I'm going to personally look into this further because I'm curious because if it's 26 euros to charge a car, well, then there's not much point. Listen, James, exactly. I have to go to break. Thanks very much indeed. Appreciate you coming on the air. All right, okay. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Oh,